Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm Kelly Jordan, and our guest today is Kathy Lip. Kathy has inspired thousands of women each year to strip down expectations and live with real purpose. Kathy pairs hope with practical steps to live with meaning. She's the author of 16 books and the host of the Clutter Free Academy podcast, and she speaks at conferences all over the U.S. She and her husband, Roger, are the parents of four young adults and a sweet puggle named Jake. They live in San Jose, California. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Kelly, it's such an honor to be on here. Thanks for having me. I feel like we are these kind of kindred spirits a little bit because I read that a large percentage of your income goes to post-it notes and planning calendars. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have a good friend. Her name is Renee Swope. She's, she wrote an amazing book. She's, she was one of the original Proverbs 31 people. And you know how her undying love for me is she sent me giant post-it notes, like 18 by 18 post-it notes. Oh, I'm, that's beautiful. I'm so happy. I can't even stand it. I just, I'm a post-it note fan. It's just, it's ridiculous. I'm more of a fetish. It's not, it's a problem. Yeah. It's a bit more serious. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I read your most recent book called Overcoming Overwhelmed. Yes. How to Quiet the Chaos and Restore Your Sanity. What a great title. I was really drawn in by the stories that you shared, but also by just the really practical steps, the things that I could do right now to move out of feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Tell us about the book. Why that topic? Why did you decide you wanted to write about that? Well, I, okay. First of all, I had no choice in writing this book. Let me just be super clear. Uh, I was, I went through, I would say probably about five or six years ago, I went through an incredibly overwhelming time in my life. I, I just, Uh, I called it, I was crawling out of the desert. Like it was just one thing after another, after another. And uh, I, it was such an uncomfortable place for me to be. I had to figure out really quickly how to get from that overwhelming place back to a place where I felt like I could breathe and have life. Well, the whole time, little did I know my friend Sherry was watching me and she, she even admits now, she said, it was nice that Kathy was overwhelmed. I felt like I had some company, but then you got out of it. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what you'd hope for a friend, right? She goes, well, maybe. And so uh, Sherry and I are tremendous friends and I knew she was kidding, but I also knew that you know, she kind of took a look at the steps that I did to get out from overwhelmed. And she said, okay, I wonder if we could turn this into a book. And I thought, well, everybody knows these, turns out not everybody does. So we we always talk about it. The book is not to say you'll never get overwhelmed again, because I would love to be able to promise that, but you can't, but really we can help you with some practical and spiritual steps to get out, to get your way back to peace. And that's really what we want. I think all of us know what overwhelmed feels like, but you're right. We don't always know how to get out of it, especially when you're right in the middle of it. Yes. Yes. Cause it, <laughs> the overwhelm is overwhelming. Right. One of the quotes from the book that I actually wrote on a post-it note and stuck on my wall was that overwhelmed turns us into someone we never wanted to be someone God never created us to be. Well, when you think about the times where you're like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? 
Why did I ghost that person and just stop getting back to them? Why did I yell at my child for asking to be fed? You may not realize what's overwhelming you, but there is some type of overwhelm that is just pressing down on your chest and your shoulders and your neck. And you act in a way that isn't you. And so you know, I think about those of us who constantly live in a place of overwhelm. Do we even know who we are? Because we've spent so much time being bared down on by these overwhelming feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, today we're talking to leaders who are, you know, they're busy with their families and jobs and then this ministry that they love. And I answered this question a little bit, but what are some signs that we might see when we're overwhelmed? Oh, yeah. So I think there, there are two extremes that we go to. Uh, we either kind of give up on everything. I can't do everything, so I'm not going to do anything. And it just gets to a place where uh, you, you hide, you aren't answering emails, you're, you're screening your phone, those kind of things. And then there's the other extreme where you feel like you have to control everything. And you uh, want, you start to micromanage because you feel so out of control in some areas of your life. And I really believe that overwhelm so much of the time comes down to decision fatigue. I, I do not believe that life is harder than it was a hundred years ago. Uh, you know, I have not been wiped out by dysentery. So <laughs> I think there are many advantages to living in the year that we do. But I will say, I think that there are probably more decisions than in any other time in history. And I think that that can lead to a place of overwhelm very easily. Oh, that's true. I think that's for me, probably the biggest thing when you hit this wall and you go, okay, I can't decide what I want for dinner. Someone right. needs to decide. It gets that basic, let alone making big decisions. Well, and then you get angry when you say, honey, what do you want for dinner? And he says, I don't care, whatever you want. And, you know, you, you want to choke your own husband because you're like, could you just help me make a decision right. where he thinks he's being kind saying, Hey babe, whatever you make is great. Yeah. Now I also understand the irony of that statement. Whatever you make yeah. is great, <laughs> but yeah, I, but I mean, we get to that point and not only are we making decisions for ourselves, if you're a mops leader, I'm imagining you're making decisions for little people or maybe not so little people anymore. And they are not rising up to call you blessed every time you make a decision on their behalf. So, so many decisions, right. so, so many decisions. Well, so when we get in that place where we realize, okay, we're kind of stuck in this feeling of overwhelmed, how do you start to conquer it? What is what is maybe our first and second step to do to move out of it? I'm going to give you a couple of tools that I find really, really helpful. One is what we call pre-deciding. And pre-deciding means that I have a code of conduct that I live by. So I pre-decide that I don't schedule anything on Friday nights because I know that's when my kids need me. That's when I need to decompress. That's when we decided that we're doing a family movie night and we're getting popcorn and I'm shutting off my phone. I'm just going to stop the world for a little while and laugh at something silly on our TV. Mm -hmm. And so pre-deciding says, I don't have to, I don't have to stress about 
am I going to do that thing on Friday night that my friend's asking me? No, I'm, I'm not because that's when I do my stuff with my, my family Sunday morning. I've pre-decided I'm going to church. I don't have to make a decision about that. So when you pre-decide things and it could be as practical as Tuesdays are taco night. Like I can't make another decision. So Tuesdays are taco night. Let it evermore be said. Uh-huh. I, you don't have to decide what you're having for dinner. Now you still have to make sure that you have the stuff for it, but the decision is already taken care of. One of the pre-decisions we just made as a family, uh, a family, it's me, Roger and the Puggle, uh, is that Sunday nights, we're either going to go out with friends or have friends over because Mondays I take the morning off so I can, you know, do dishes and do all that kind of stuff. But now I don't have to go back and forth with Roger a hundred times. Hey, could you do this on Sunday? No, we've got it already planned. I can make plans with friends and they're coming over and we've just, we've pre-decided and it just takes so much of the anxiety off of our shoulders and the stress of it because it's already been decided. So pre-deciding is the first thing. The other thing is I have a section of time each week and I call this my prep and plan time. Now I have one little section for my house and one little section for my business. And if I was a volunteer or if I was a leader in mops, I would have a prep and plan time for that as well. And so I would say this is, you determine the amount of time. Maybe it's just 15 minutes. Maybe it's a half an hour. If it's a bigger thing, maybe it's a whole hour. And you say, okay, I'm going to look at the next two weeks coming up because you need to look at this week and you need to look at next week. And I'm going to say, okay, what are the most important things that have to get done? So if I need, if I know that next Tuesday, you know, nine days from now is a meeting and I said that I was going to bring, uh, you know, certain paperwork to that thing. Do I have that created? Do I have it printed off? Do I have it ready to go? Can I do that this week, which is less busy than next week when the meeting has actually happened? I said I was going to go meet with this MOPS leader on this day. Okay, what do I need to have prepared for that? So prep and plan. So just taking a little time where you're not being productive, but what you're doing is you're in planning mode so that you can make decisions along the way and just say, hey, you know what? Next week's going to be too busy. I need to move a couple of things either to this week or the following week. But you are in control of your calendar, your time, your energy, your space, your money, and not outside forces. Uh, I think that's a big thing, learning that, that you are, you have more control over your schedule and your time than sometimes we think we do. Absolutely. We're teaching this to a thousand, seriously, junior hires and high schoolers tomorrow. And we're, we're saying, you know, look at what you have coming up and prep ahead of time so that you, if you have two tests on one day, you're not cramming for everything the night before. And nobody is teaching our junior hires and high schoolers this. But I think a lot of us moms got skipped over this lesson too. And if you can do this, it makes a huge right. difference. One of the things that I've read that you said was that overcoming expands our capacity for joy. Can you talk to me about that? Because oh, yeah. I love that. Some of the benefits of what doing the hard work to get out of that feeling of overwhelmed, some of the benefits for us. You know, hustle is a big word in the past couple of years. And we're talking about hustle, 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 that if you want anything in life, you have to hustle. And I understand that to a certain point. If you want to replace hard work with hustle, I totally agree. But when I think of hustle, I think of overwhelm. 
that I'm just running to catch up. Like I've already made the commitments and I'm just running to keep up with what I've already promised or at least make excuses for what I haven't been able to do. And so overwhelm gets ahead of that so that you can be present for this job that you love, so that you can be present for the people that you want to be present for. And you can be available to that mom who's hurting or that friend who desperately needs just a little bit of help. And that's where the joy lies. It's not in the checking off the boxes. Although I have to say, I get a high when I can check off boxes. That makes me super happy. But when I can be in relationship, when I can say, yeah, you know what? Let's do dinner on the fourth. Yeah, I can come over and help you with that problem. Yeah, I can sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody I care about. Those are the pockets of joy that we need to dive into and explore. And we can do that when we're not constantly catching ourselves. So part of it may be dialing back on some commitments that, you know, I always, you know, people say, say no, say no, say no. But you were saying yes to this great leadership opportunity because God created you to be that. So I'm not going to say opt out of that just so you can, you know, be able to have less on your calendar. What I'm going to say is say no to the things that can easily attach on to these leadership roles and the things that it's just, it seems just easier to do yourself. Part of leadership is growing other leaders. And so when you can task other people with stuff and say, Hey, I want to teach you how to do this because I see potential in you and I want you to grow into one of these roles. That's where joy comes from. Not the sense of having to do it all on your own. True. Now, I know that you lead this great team of people that work with you. How can you help someone else when you sense that they're living in this overwhelmed condition? Is there something we can Uh, do for them without getting overwhelmed ourselves? Okay. So one of the things I want to say loud and clear, and I was guilty of this a while ago, so I'm putting it out there. When somebody says that they're overwhelmed, and this is especially for like kids and younger people, don't mock them by saying, Hey, welcome to the real world. As as Christ followers, we want to say, hey, peace is possible. And so when somebody is overwhelmed, one, look for the signs. If they're not returning emails, if they're not returning phone calls, they're not doing what they said they were going to do, approach with grace and say, hey, I, you know, this isn't like you. This is, I can see something else is going on. I just want to have an open conversation so that I know how to support you better. And you're right. I have a big team. We actually have 34 people on our team, which seems insane. But these are all people who are contributing or partners or interns who are working with our ministry. And so it's good to have check-ins as soon as you notice that something is going on. Don't let it go on for weeks and weeks because people appreciate the approach with grace. At first, they're like, no, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine. But then you can say, okay, you're telling me everything's fine. But when it gets to the point of it not being fine, please let me be the first to know because I want to be there to support you. And I think one of the key factors is setting your teams up if you're leading a bunch of people to say, hey, we do grace and we do it well. Now, here's the other side of that. If somebody needs grace after grace after grace after grace after grace, and it's not extraordinary circumstances, 
it may not be the right time for them to be on your team. And that's okay. You can revisit it later. There are just some people, it's not a good fit. It's not a good match. So you need to make sure that the person, uh, if you have any control over the situation, are they the right person in the right position? And if they are, then coming alongside, being an encouragement, asking questions and listening is the best thing we can do. But then when it's time to work, if, if somebody consistently isn't able to meet those deadlines, meet those needs, then it's time to say in with leading with love saying, this may not be the right fit right now. They may be looking for an out. They may be so grateful that you are presenting that. So those are just some things to keep in mind when somebody else is overwhelmed. That's great. And, you know, I know that you are a huge fan of MOPS and a fan of MOPS leaders. So is, is there anything else you'd like to say that would to just encourage our leaders in what they're doing every day? Oh my goodness. I, I survived momhood because of MOPS. So when you're feeling like, man, this is a lot of busy work, man, there are a lot of personalities in this group, man, this is really, really tough. I want you to know what I know, you know, what you do matters. But I do, I know for a fact, I would not be doing what I am today without mops. And so I, I appreciate the people who take a chance on moms to say, we want to invest in you, not just as a mom, but as a woman, as a Christ follower and as a leader. I think that there are so few organizations that do that and do it well. And this is one that does. So just thank you for your service. You will not always know the effects that it has. I've lost touch with my first mops leader because it was a different um, place and space in my life. And I wish I could go back and say, thank you. Cause here's, here's what you need to know. Well, now we've come to the part of our podcast that we like to call our speed round. I'm going to throw okay. out just a few questions and you just answer them however you want, just quickly. So first, what are you reading right now? I am reading a couple of things. I just finished Braving the Wilderness with Brene Brown. Uh, just absolutely amazing. I'm reading Awkward Black Girl right now, which is hilarious and funny and so smart. And uh, boy, what else am I? I am... Um, I'm reading uh, 10% Happier. It's about learning about meditation. Um, I'm reading about it in a secular way so I can apply it to my Christian practices. All right. What is one gutsy thing that you have done recently? Oh, can I count tomorrow? Yes. Saying I was thinking yes to about speaking to Yes, you can count it. Okay. Because, you know, like speaking to junior hires... Junior hires can be the meanest people on the planet because they're so specific in their meanness. So I'm, I'm going in all prayed up tomorrow, but I, I, it's, it's the largest Christian high school in the United States from what I understand. And so, um, I've got more people praying for me for this than I probably did for my mops presentation, uh, you know, back in the day. So yeah. I, I saying yes to speaking to junior high and high schoolers. That's, that's my gutsy. Great. Yes, that is gutsy. What is one loving thing that someone has done for you this month? Oh, wow. I, I mean, okay, this month it has been an embarrassment of riches. Uh, but I, let me think, uh, 
you know, somebody sending Renee sending me the giant post-it notes and Sherry, my co-author, sending me homemade baklava, those kind of rocket mm-hmm. to the Absolutely. top. So what do you do when you need to take a break and just refuel or refresh? I wish I could be deeply spiritual here. Uh, I, I put on the good wife. Um, I've actually been walking quite a bit, which is a huge life change for me. <laughs> and, uh, I, if, if it were up to, Oh, we got movie pass. Do you have you, do you know I about this miracle that is movie? Pass? <gasps> so for $10 a month, you can go see as many movies as you want. So this is now what my husband and I do at least a couple of times a week. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So that I, I consume media. I think some of the best stories are being told on TV and in the movies. And I'm challenging myself to read a hundred books this year. So that's what I'm doing. I'm consuming Great. media. Now here's, here's the last question. It's a serious, it's not spiritual okay. at all. What is your, what is your favorite cool. cooking utensil? Oh, oh my goodness. It's got to be the instant pot. Oh, I'm a little bit obsessed, I have to say. And we just had a cheese night because our kids for Christmas got us a cheese of the month club. And so to carry out the theme, we did a cheesecake and the cheesecake in the Instant Pot is all sorts of, it's better than Cheesecake Factory. I'm just going to say it. It's better than Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. All right. Pretty amazing. You've given us so much to think about over the last few minutes. (laughs) cheesecake. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to tell leaders where they can connect with you further. First, leaders can share um, Kathy's insight and inspiration with moms in your group by using our free Indeed video story that's called Living Clutter Free. It features Kathy and it is a great tool created for leaders to use in their MOPS meetings. But you can also connect with Kathy Moore by visiting her website, podcast and blog at kathylip.com. And she also has a very active, friendly little corner of Facebook in a group called Clutter Free Academy. I love Clutter Free Academy. It is so fun. It really is the best place on the internet. And when you see people's before pictures and you feel way less (laughs) alone in the world. Absolutely. And that's that's a good feeling. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kathy. We appreciate you. And we just thank you for taking your time with us today. I love MOPS leaders. I love MOPS moms, but leaders are my favorite. So thank you, Kelly, so much for having me. You are welcome. 